Um, the way I did it, so when you look at this, see how it's on layers? Yeah. So if I click down here, you can see it's like a keyboard because you can also just get a MIDI, like, or you can just get a keyboard and you can assign it to keys. Yeah, um, like but, what Ferris Bueller did. Exactly, exactly. But this <laughs> this is a little bit better. So you, you see the way I have it right now, and, and it, I have to and hold it down to be able to... Uh, to go through the whole thing. So in order to, like, it's it's technical. So I have to add a second layer and put the ones that I want under a different thing. Because I still want to do that for, like, for, like, that. You uh -huh. know, that's one that's good. That's when only when you're touching it. Yeah. But the rest of them, like, I don't want to sit you here and hold it down where we go through the whole... You know is, that, I mean? is that really such an inconvenience? I mean, we, we've kind of come a long way. Yeah, where, yeah. I don't know. Is it really that hard to just no. pull down a button? <laughs> no, it, I think it's more for like after you spend an hour and a half doing it, have to the outro, have to sit there and hold the outro down. Copy, copy. As where everybody's like, all right, let's go out and have a smoke. Hold on, guys. <laughs> you are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. Coming to you live from on top of that cap up top of Mushroom Mountain. This is Failing Hollywood. Oh, I was supposed to say live from Hollywood. It doesn't matter at this point. Here we are. It's Failing Hollywood. I'm your host, Mikey T. And who's supposed to be with us but fell asleep like usual. <laughs> Freddie Foot is not here, but he might join us sooner or later. We'll see. But back in the flash, we got... Marissa Snake Bitch in the house. How's it going, Marissa? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, so glad to be back, my friend. I'm glad you're back, too. I think this is your third episode, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Something like that. Yeah, you know, on, on, on the fourth, you have to do the intro. Oh, no. Yeah, that's no. the rule. <laughs> then, I, then I won't be coming back. I can't have that kind of pressure on me. I'll fuck that shit up. <laughs> uh, you can't fuck it up any harder than... I mean, I, I didn't... That was probably the worst one that I've done in a long time, but Freddie fucks it up every time so <laughs> but he fucks it up smooth yeah he's or, or consistently yeah, at least. yeah yeah it just comes across really fucking good when freddie does it. yeah so it's it's that's more part of his character yeah yeah he sells it damn good damn good i love it how have you been uh fantastic you know working the same as everybody else yeah what about you how are you doing good i'm just uh well as our listeners knows, I've been on American Horror Stories for a while, so I'm just kind of going taking through it therapy. Easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> taking it easy right now. If you're going to go back to the show, you make the conscious decision to decide to go back to that show, then you kind of have to take the few months break. So I've just been traveling. Yeah. Uh, we went to Hawaii. Jackie and I went to Hawaii for a little while. What? Big yeah. baller. Yeah, we went to Philly uh, for a wedding. I just got back from the Pacific Northwest. I'm about to go to Vegas for my brother's bachelor party next weekend. So, what are you guys gonna do in Vegas, or what are you not gonna do? Um, we are. Well, my brother is a big, not a big. He used to be a big rock climber, and now he just he's a skydiver, so he jumps out of airplanes. I think that's where he works. He he jumps out of airplanes for a job. <laughs> Perfectly good airplanes. You're voluntarily leaving. I've never understood that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he loves it so that's what he's he's doing um and so while we're out there my my brother riley will be coming out too and a couple of his friends my brother also is the guy with the podcast so we'll probably do an episode out there that's fantastic. at least one episode but uh um 
aside from that, we're going to go rock climbing because Red Rocks is a rock climbing mecca um, in the entire United States. One of the best places to rock climb. My brother is, I mean, we we might convince him to do a strip club or whatever, but he's not he's, really the strip club type. That's not his jam. It's not really his jam. And really, during COVID, I mean, I think in the beginning, the strippers were, or I'm sorry, dancers were wearing face masks, so it was unique. Oh, and, hot. you know, <laughs> maybe not doing the lap dances, this whole six feet. So I have no idea what it's like right now. No, I don't know either. And I, uh... My the first, one of the sec the second time I had ever been to a strip club has been in Vegas and it was with my wife and I just wasn't that big of a fan. First, yeah. there's no full nude strip clubs over there, and then oh, I, I think I've said this on the on the podcast before, but like we went with my wife and then her and her friend went over. It was like one of those strip clubs that they had a guy side to, yeah. and uh, it was like right on the other side of the curtain. And I was getting frustrated on the side. So she went over with her friend to the guy side. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we're like, we'll chill over here. <laughs> like, I spent 40 bucks for a lap dance. Uh, I think $12 for every beer that I had. Yeah. And I was like, this is just, this just isn't working. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go see what Jackie's up to. So I transfer over to the guy side. And it was like a fucking production. Oh, like yeah. there were Dancing. pyrotechnics, yeah. like yeah. big explosions. The same beer I had just across the curtain $6. was six dollars cheaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like they were like trying to bamboozle them, like they were trying to yeah. like you know. And I was like, crap. I think I like the male strip clubs more than I like the female. They're strip sometimes clubs. more entertaining. Yeah, they because they were trying to entertain you. It's not oh, yeah. just. It's not just the female side. It's not false seduction where it's like, yes. oh, I might be your girlfriend if you empty your wallet. It is. And then now is it. It's like you got a lap dance there. It lasts two and a half minutes. Yeah. And then as soon as she gets up and leaves, another stripper is like, hey, do you want to dance? It's like, yeah. no. Do you and then, want a private dance? And then when you like, say no. no, they get all pissed off at you. Yeah. And like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. To where nobody's pressuring you on the other side. And it's just a fun show. <laughs> now, if you want a really good strip place, I don't know if it is even still open, but up in Vancouver, there's oh, a place really? called Brandy's. And up in Canada, at least in uh, Vancouver, it was completely different. It was full bar, full nudity. Really? And they're doing fucking acrobats where they're, oh, yeah. they are hanging down by it, their legs. Uh, and they've got their leg. Well, I'm sorry. They're hanging with their legs around a bar that is mounted to the ceiling. And then they basically do a power crunch up. Jesus. At full speed, topless, completely naked, actually. Oh, damn. And they come within inches of almost slamming into the ceiling. <laughs> and it's it's like a roller coaster of what the fuck is going to happen. That's impressive. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad up there in uh, Vancouver. No. I've been to, I've been to, uh, I mean, Freddie will tell you all about this place. I've been to Hong Kong down in uh, Tijuana. Oh. And that that's probably like... That times twenty though. <laughs> they're, they're, they don't really have acrobatics, I guess. It's yeah. just it's different just more shows. Yes, it's it's way different shows. It's probably it, it's not quite a donkey show, but it gets pretty close. It floats that line. <laughs> yes, it starts to get. That. <laughs> so if you want to go your extremes, that's that's it there. Yeah. Um. But welcome back to the show. Fantastic. You, Thanks for having you me. Brought, you brought some gifts uh, I did. for us this time. Uh, I brought some shot glasses with the uh, my buddy. He got into uh, engraving and burning shit off. So we've been burning a bunch of stuff. But yeah, I, I started a, a company or a DBA, uh, a bitchin' company. <laughs> <laughs> LegalZoom did not like me at first. I was like, no, no, no. It's legal. Uh, make it happen. 
So. Rooted in the elements. Do you have this seed, LLC? Yeah, uh, not yet. No, not yet. No, no, it's just a DBA right now. We're just, yeah. we're talking baby fucking steps, bud. Uh, but no, and then I brought some uh, microdosing mushrooms because the last time I called in, um, I was uh, I was enjoying my Sunday off uh, with a friend, and we were uh, mimosoing it up and uh, microdosing, and uh, just wanted everybody to kind of hear the difference because I think when you start talking about mushrooms and microdosing, everybody assumes you're going to trip and see Jesus and fire-breathing dragons shitting on uh, hillsides. So no. This is, well, you, you're kind of a connoisseur with this too. Yeah. Uh, well, you texted me, I think, uh, Sunday and you were talking about like, oh, I'd like to come on your show and talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I said, oh, you don't have to tell me cause I was at Disneyland and I was probably five pills deep at the time. <laughs> I think they refer that to like macro dosing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That started the macro. But here's the thing with tripping is like, if I'm in one place and I'm like, if I only have two micro doses, like I'm going to start feeling it way harder than if I'm running around. Like, cause I feel like I do a lot more when I'm actually like in a Disneyland setting because I start out with two. I always start out with two yeah. and then I go in and then halfway through is like, well, I think I need another. I think I need another. I think, and Jackie actually felt the same way this time. Really? She had never done it there solely because the fact that she's like, oh, I don't want to trip around other people. Yeah. I don't want to see it. But then you, you like don't really think of them that much when you're going around. You're yeah. just kind of thinking about like we were in Star Wars land r- driving the Millennium Falcon. And she was more about like freaking out, like no, you're trying, you pull up, pull up, wait, like just. She got into the moment. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Very into the moment. I mean, I did too. I showed you my new two hundred dollar lightsaber. That yeah, I got. that that I didn't realize something like that existed. Uh, congratulations. Yes, <laughs> big congratulations. That's gonna be a new uh, piece to the. Uh, the studio. It's it, a very professional lightsaber. I honestly think you need to put that one in the in the uh, section. It, it just needs to be by itself above the lights. Oh yeah, yeah. It needs to be I, up in that top section. Yeah, area. isolated. I think so. I think I, so. I wanted, like I said, I wanted to, I want to do the podcast episode because I mean it's a very green room. I kind of did that on purpose for the green room. I uh, like it. Um, with all the lights, so it has a green beam when I put the green crystal in it, and. I, wa- I was like, oh, I'll turn it on during the shows, but then it makes this. Yeah, it probably fucks up frequency and stuff. Yeah, and we'll fuck up the sound yeah. completely. So it probably won't do that, but I will definitely display it. Yeah. No, these these mics are pretty sensitive, too. I remember I did a show years ago, and uh, the sound guy started freaking out uh, and kept insisting that somebody had a generator running. And it was Nip Tuck. We were doing a see, uh, scene with Rosie O'Donnell. She's got to hold this uh, lab mouse that is growing an ear on its fucking back. She <laughs> lost her ear. It was Nip Tuck. I mean, it was early Ryan Murphy shit. So yeah, just completely warped. And uh, we're in a lab setting. And it took us about five to ten minutes to realize that it was the light. Uh, it was the actual microscope light and fan combo that was killing sound we couldn't hear it but it was so everything was so sensitive that that tiny little fan in there that keeps the engine cool with the microscope light going was what was killing this poor right. man that makes sense so <laughs> i can only imagine a 250 dollar lightsaber yeah, and what yeah. <laughs> hell and your listeners are gonna have to do yeah so it would be more of a display piece and something to uh play with when we have special guests over that are just star wars fans absolutely absolutely yeah. it looks pretty but i'm just not into star wars or no you know. i get it <laughs> are you into the new studio what do you think this is your uh, first time in the new space i'm impressed 
Thank you. I really am. Uh, it's it's come leaps and bounds from where you guys had it when you guys invited me on it. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it's not just sound blankets no, just hanging around. And uh, I think you had me hold some wires to like a battery to make certain that, <laughs> you know the equipment was working well. <laughs> See now uh, this is actually our first episode that we say with the the big master mixer. So we have the the L twelve. I started making my whole studio setup, and we just introed the show. With the MIDI board. The MIDI yeah. board is set up. That so has we, 16 buttons. It has 16 buttons, and we have sound effects. I still have to fix it up a little bit, but yeah. we're starting to get some of the stuff right, you know. And it's good fucking high Nick quality. is always with us now. Nick is with us, <laughs> yeah. even though you're, he's not here. It's beautiful. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, Freddie's going to be excited when he gets here because he's the one that's all about like adding the sound effects. And, really? And, and doing and all that stuff. And he still has not seen this. He hasn't. He's seen the MIDI board, but we, we've had this. We've had the MIDI board for like maybe, I don't know, like probably four or five months now. Okay. And it's just sat in a box. So now it's actually hooked up. It's programmed and I can add sound effects to it as we go and everything. So th- there's a reason also that I have the MIDI board on this side of the mixer yes. is because so otherwise Freddie is going to try to take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he won't try. He will. Yes. And yeah. we can't have that. <laughs> no. Well, you can. It's just not going to be a very good. Uh... That's what I said. Yep. That's just what it's going to be the entire time. Episode. It's just going to be him cutting it he's gonna be the new dj he is yeah so i gotta kind of monitor what happens in that in that aspect retro retrospect you could also Can't taser him it. that would be fun i don't think i have it i got a five five dollar knife guy then for one of those yeah I, you, have you even brought five dollar knife guy here or taken the studio to him? Um, taking the studio to him eventually. I just ran into him like a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah, downtown. Well, obviously downtown. Yeah. <laughs> Someplace I'll never go. No, uh, I I just ran into him the other week and I did buy another knife off him. I always buy another another knife off him. But he like I think what Bill we got his phone number and we call him and he said he's willing to do the show, but we have to pay him like fifty bucks plus I'll buy a knife off of him. Shut and the then fuck I need up. to bring the van down and park it somewhere downtown <laughs> and bring him in and hope that he can stay coherent enough to do it for an hour and a half. You know, that guy's pretty bougie. I mean, you know, I didn't ask for any money and here he's like, No, I have an appearance fee of fifty dollars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that I mean, that ah. hasn't happened in a long time. I think there's only like I think I mean maybe we paid Ron Jeremy like fifty bucks or something like that. that I think that's is his finder's fee or something. Precious. Like. Yeah, precious. but but uh, I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so, so you ready to do a yeah? I a mean, pill? I guess so. Um, so we we'll do these. Bef- I mean, Freddie can catch up, I guess, once he gets here. Yeah, but I don't there's do it too there's late. one in his shot glass. So All right. Bottoms it, up. <laughs> bottoms up, my friend. <laughs> Um, there we go. Yep, Down the hatch. Um, I think Joe Rogan did a couple episodes microwing. Yeah. And they were entertaining. Well, yeah, it's funny because like when I talk to people about microdosing, cause it, it, here's the thing is with me, it helps me with anxiety and depression. Uh, yeah, I haven't gone to a doctor. I just know from my own personal vices and my own history especially when I ran especially with all the medical history that you've had and all the drugs that you probably have had to take through that right the the medical history yes uh the drugs have not been as much as you would think right um in 2000 I was 
You had cancer. Didn't you have to go through chemo and stuff? Or No, I got lucky. Oh, so, damn. So <laughs> um, I was, and the way I got all this stuff is none of this shit runs in my family. Uh, I was on a show that really beat the fuck out of me. It was the first show I ever quit. Oh. Uh, it was a very large budget movie, about 150 mil, and they were screwing me over. And then there was a lot of, uh, I was concerned because there was a very large uh, deal going on between two studios. And one studio has always been very kind and receiving to my job uh, position, the snake wrangling. And then the other company, not so much. And mm. the one that was going to buy was going to be the bully or was the bully. And so there was a lot of fear and, and uh, anxiety about what would happen with my job after that transaction. Uh, so in short, I was stressed pretty intensely. And uh, in April of 2018, uh, oh, no, wait, no, 2019, April 11th, 2000, or April 13th, 2019, I suffered a heart attack. On set? No, uh, I woke up at my house and I just started feeling off and I, all I can describe it is I felt off all fucking day long and I thought maybe I pulled something, uh, I overexerted myself, uh, maybe I just really needed a massage. I even went and got a massage earlier that day. That wasn't relieving it. I went to EXER later in the evening. Uh, they did the whole look, listen, feel uh, EKG, uh, x-rays, and it was the blood work that actually showed my troponin levels were through the roof, way higher than what they should be. And apparently a, a troponin is, and I'm probably going to fuck this up because I'm not scientific, <laughs> but it's basically uh, a protein or an enzyme or something in your blood that shows cardiac damage is occurring. Oh, and geez. there's it was through the roof. It was way higher. Uh, they wanted me to go to the e uh, emergency room. I went to the emergency room. Uh, they didn't think I was having a heart attack because their EKGs there were not, re you know, showing it. Uh, once they started running the blood work, they saw that my troponin levels just kept climbing. And it was should have been around 15, I think is what my emergency room nurse had told me. And uh, the highest it got was 275. Jeez. Yeah. And that's when they hit me with uh, nitroglycerin. So, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because of all that stuff and the blood thinners, I ended up having to go see my new favorite gynecologist, uh, Dr. Hyman. And <laughs> Bullshit. No. I, I swear to God, that love is this not woman. That, <laughs> it is her name. She's been on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, because of the weird name and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she's a hoot. I love this woman. She gets my sick sense of humor. Uh, whenever I call, I'm like, hey, the bitch is coming. And <laughs> we, we get along like two peas in a pot, and, and, and she's a, a godsend. So basically, I went into her and told her, you know, with this heart condition and the blood uh, thinners that we're going to have to make some modifications. I yeah. can't, I cannot function. And she was like, we can do this. Uh, let me just, you know, take a test and we're going to send in a sample and make sure you're all good. But there's, there's ways we can fix this. You're not the first, you're not the last. We'll help you through it. And that's when she called me 11 days after my heart attack, telling me I had early stage uterine cancer. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was just hit after another. Oh, and then the kicker was, is the uh, heart condition I had, it was called a coronary artery dissection. And so basically it was just like an internal rupture. And uh, they wouldn't believe that it was severe stress that caused it. Um, I've never done coke a day in my life. Right. I'm not really into hard drugs. Uh, 
I hadn't had kids. I was not pregnant. And those were other factors. It was not in my family history. And, uh, but one of the main things is emotional stress. And right. at least that's what I've read from the internet. Yeah. But uh, hormone fluctuations can also trigger it. And so I remember I called Dr. Hyman and I said, hey, you know, I know you guys spend years, you know, doing your studies and doing all your clinicals and whatnot. And I've spent 45 minutes on WebMD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my medical expertise is not quite yours, but what I'm getting from my heart condition and this uterine cancer and what you guys might do to alleviate this, which is a hysterectomy, is that you could take out the cancer, but it could trigger more heart attacks. Is that correct? And she goes, no, that's that's pretty, pretty Oh, damn. <laughs> So there were wills done, and then I came and did it, your 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 web episode. But when all this stuff was hitting, I had to do a life change. Like I couldn't drink like I used to, which yeah. was a good healthy I'm yeah, not yeah. Lie, <laughs> two to three a day. Yeah, you know, uh, and vodka. But um, you know, a friend of mine who had suffered from earlier childhood trauma uh, had talked to me about microdosing, and I was you know. Like I said, I, I grew up during the Nancy Reagan era, at just say no to drugs. You know, there were the horrible after school specials. I was scared. Dare. Yeah. I might <laughs> do one line or one pill and now I'm a whore on the freeway off ramp. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me months to even get the balls to even try microdose. And then when I did, it just, it didn't fuck with me in the way that I was scared it was going to. It just helped calm shit down. Yeah. And giggle again. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. And then, you know, with all the other stuff after uh, after the, the hysterectomy and then finding out I also have a brain aneurysm, a small one, um, I just really took to microdosing. And so True. now I do that pretty routinely. And I'm, I think I'm much in a much better space mentally than I ever have been. Yeah, it would take something like that, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, after shake. Yeah, deathly thing after deathly thing yeah. after deathly thing. And also, you just told me that you got bit by a rattlesnake. Yeah, so basically... Snake bitch got bit by a rattlesnake. Because we had, we had the episodes yeah. where, was, where we I think we specifically had asked that before. Have you ever been bit? And you're like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would have been more than happy to keep on with that track record. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, some things do not go the way that you want it to. Um, I would say the highlight of the past three years for me was the actual lockdown because I didn't worry about shit. Yeah. Um, the snake bite actually happened earlier. April, as it turns out, is a horrible month for me. <laughs> is think, that when you got diagnosed with everything? Yeah, too? yeah. <laughs> I think I think from here on out, I'm just gonna take, take April, April off, off <laughs> because it has not been kind to me. Uh, April eighth, earlier this year, I was on a uh, commercial. Uh, it was a two day commercial. This was the first day. We were at a Big Sky Movie Ranch. Okay, that makes sense. And, I've seen rattlesnakes there a couple times. Yeah. yeah. And unlike the last show that I was on, uh, that actually your uh, your, your main guy, no, Pat was on. Oh, Pat. Mer- yeah, Pat Russo. Yeah. So we worked together on a show prior to that. Hold on. Before, I think Big Sky is where American Sniper and stuff was 
film. No, right? you're thinking of Blue Cloud. That is Blue Cloud. Blue you're Cloud, right, right. Big Sky is, is in, where it, the Annabelle Westworld oh, and Simi Valley. House is. That one's in Simi Valley, yeah, right? Yeah, off of Tapo Canyon. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Dolores' house is out yes. there. Yeah, and a Little re- House on the Prairie. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. So it's a beautiful spot, but... It was the first time in a long time that I had been given uh, a crew and they were not spread out over like 20 acres. So it was small crew, small footprint, uh, which basically meant I could actually do thorough searches and whatnot. So uh, there were three rattlesnakes that I got that day. The first one um, was very evasive with me and... uh, it was in, tucked in a way that with the wood debris, the down limbs, and the gopher ground squirrel holes, I was not able to get it. It broke off its rattle. It uh, broke off its rattle? Can yeah, they just do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's made out of the same uh, substance as your fingernails, keratin. Oh. So, yeah. And the, so does it grow back? Yeah. yeah. Well, every time they go through a shed, they get a new rattle. Oh, interesting. New button. So, And they do break them off. You know, sometimes they get really long. Sometimes a hawk may try and grab them and just they snap off. Yeah. So, but it was unfortunate that uh, with the first snake, the first time I tried to get it, it was not having it. It ditched. Uh, There was no way for me to uh, correctly get it or or actually be able to get it. It it just evaded into the tunnel system that is the ground. So you just kind of keep people away from that area. I keep an eye on it and I keep looking in other, in other areas. And shortly, probably like an hour after that happened, we broke for lunch. Uh, after we came back from an hour lunch, I'm checking everybody's equipment. I know that they're going to be moving down to the, uh, the road location. And I want to go with them down to that road location, but I know there's still going to be guys up at the house. So at that point, but you had a crew, right? So yeah. So could you leave somebody with them? Or? No, no, it was just me. Oh. Yeah, so just one solo person. Oh, gotcha. So I'm doing a real thorough investigation and then, or search, whatever you want to call it. And just as I'm getting ready to get my shit ready because I see the rattlesnake, it has come out. It is in a different, better to access area. Sure. A gator with four crew members comes up. Uh, first ADs driving, I think. Uh, there was a camera woman, and then there were two other crew members. Don't know what they did. They're in the gator. They said, hey, we're going down to this other location. We want you to come with. I said, absolutely. I need to get this guy. And they said, oh, shit, there's a snake. And I'm like, yes. And they're like, is it a rattlesnake? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, can we watch? I said, yes, just stay in your gator. So at that point, I pull out my net bag. I get it ready. Uh, just like you have your, you know, your lightsaber. I have a, a geek wand as well. Mine's yeah. just a collapsible net bag. It's big enough meant for a king cobra. I put down the tongs, uh, not the tongs, the hook. And I have the tongs in my right hand. I have the net bag in my left. Uh, but what they can't, I'm not certain from their angle if they could see it, but two-thirds of the snake, the front two-thirds, is down a very tight ground squirrel hole. Right. So so its tail is, end is it's, just sticking yeah, out? the back third is sticking out. And there's it's such a tight hole that it's a one-way-in, one-way-out. There's none of this. The snake can double back around and get me. Sure. And so I grab it with my tongs right at the base of the hole, about a third of the back, third of the way down the the body, or uh, I'm sorry, the last two-thirds of the body, 
and um, I'm trying to get it. And at this moment, it's going into flight mode, and it's just trying to get into, into the, the hole. hole. Yeah, because it had popped out so eagerly on a set after it had been disturbed. You know, I was a little concerned that if we didn't tend to this, it's going to come out and it's going to get a crew member later. Yeah. So at this point, I look to see if there is a secondary hole where it can sneak out and get me. It can't. It's completely encapsulated. Uh, no different than like if you see the procedure where they tube a snake where the snake can't get you. It is completely just encapsulated. And so uh, at this point, I put down the net bag with my left hand and I grab my with my left hand. I grab right at the base of the tail, like right where the rattle should be. Yeah. And I'm trying to use that leverage to pull them out because I'm not getting it with the tongs. Yeah. you. Were, it was just a lot of strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just it had two thirds of its body in the hole. And it's so it's pulling itself in really angry. How big was this guy? Uh, it was about. I would say about 30 inches. Okay. 30, maybe 36. Yeah. So not huge, huge. Not huge, huge. Yeah. And so at that point, when I do that, I've got a little bit more leverage, but it still is just jamming in that hole and not able to double back. And so I'm like, all right. Um, Are you like afraid at this point of like falling back too quick, like and spitting it out pretty much? Like, no. I, if you I, put too much pressure, could you just whip it out accidentally? No, I have. I had really good footing and I, the, the area was pretty clear around me. Um, it was just making sure that the snake couldn't du double back out of a secondary hole, Yeah, you know? So before I put down the tongs, uh, with my right hand, I triple check, quadruple check one last time. And when I see that there's no way the snake can get me because it is literally just the butt end hanging out I then put down my tongs, I put my right hand where my tongs were. I ease the snake out uh, to about two thirds out. The front third, the bitey end, is still completely encapsulated. Yeah. At that point, I've got the advantage. I don't need to pull them out anymore. I reverse the process. My left, my right hand goes off, picks up the tongs, puts the tongs where my right hand was. Yeah. Take my left hand off, pick up the the you know net bag, pull him out, turn around, and the people in the gator, mouth drop, you know, iPhones are going. And it was on video? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of showing off and doing handsy stuff with snakes. I think it sends a really bad uh, image, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. to people that want to get like Instagram famous and whatnot. Um, I have it in my protocols and my guidelines. You only do your hands. You know, there's no pinning allowed. There's no showing off, no hot dogging, none of this stuff. I don't have a problem if somebody has a snake in their tongs and they want to show the crew and kind of educate them because yeah. sometimes you have you have these teachable moments. Yeah, you of know? course. And so I just remember spinning around and, and having the snake in the tongs on top of the net bag and I saw the video camera and I was like, oh, shit, all right. And so I get him in there and I said, I'll be right down. I've just got to transfer him from the bag to the bucket and then I'll be down. I went, I did exactly what I just said, and then I drove down to their location. I start checking the area, check where camera is. I find the camera gal, and I say, hey, you know, I see that you uh, you were recording. And she goes, yeah, don't worry, I won't post. And I go, cool, I appreciate that, because yeah. I don't want to glorify this in yeah. any way, shape, or form. Um, it's a safety deal. And she goes, no, I just want to show my kid. And I go, oh, okay. 
So I said, I might actually want to use this for training purposes. And she said, oh, cool. We'll, um, we'll exchange info. Well, that didn't happen because less than 15 minutes after that conversation, I got bit. And how so? So I had found a second, uh, a secondary uh, rattlesnake, a baby one, alongside oh, the no. insert road. I document that show. You said you found three this day? Or? Yeah. Holy crap. So, and so the second one was just a little guy that was right next to the road uh, where the insert car was under. The babies are more dangerous though, aren't they? No, they are all very bad. They are all across the board bad. So it doesn't matter the size no. or Mm-mm. no? No. So what's the, what do they say when the baby is more dangerous? Is that usually like scorpions or some shit like that? Or No, I think, I don't know why that started. Perhaps it was just to scare people not into fucking with the babies because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're so cute. Yeah. Um, the, the younger ones, the babies do have a, a different, slightly different chemical composition with their venom. And I'm probably not using the correct terminology. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but because what they're hunting at that age and that size is different than what they're hunting when they're a little bit bigger. Yeah. So, but the bigger ones, they definitely pack a lot more. You know, their their venom glands are in the corners of their jaws. Right, so right, right. So the bigger the snake, the more venom, you know, they can potentially have. Sure. Documented the second one, uh, got it secured, uh, put it in the thing uh, in the back of my truck in a, in a bucket. And uh, next thing you know, I'm documenting the fields more. I get a call over the walkie. You snake wrangler, you on one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on one. What's up? And they're like, well, there's a big one over here <laughs> by the art truck. And I said, okay. I thought it was up at the house. And so I start, I jump in my truck. I told the gentleman, I said, keep eyes on it from safe distance. I'm on my way. And I jumped in so my vehicle. So you do not have a chance to get the little one then? No, or? no, I got the little you one. You got the little yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Now, that one was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. It was cute, but, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, I, I jump in my truck and I start heading over. And so if you've ever been to the Annabelle house, it sits up on a hill. And then yeah. down below is, like, where they typically put parking and base camp. Right, right, right. That's at that intersection is where I came across the transpo van driver. And his van was askewed and the doors open and he's out. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. You know, I was thinking the truck was up at the house. But, um, you know, I hopped out and I said, and he goes, no, no, it's right here. I said, oh, okay. So we clarify some stuff. And as I'm getting my shit, I said, do you have eyes on it? He goes, yeah, I see it. And it was not too far off the road in some brush and it was hauling ass. And I went to try and get it with my tongs with the front third of the snake. Um, and that's usually what I advise all my guys on is if it's a big snake, go for the front third. Don't go for right behind the neck. It's too delicate. They thrash. They don't like it. And it took me about four or five attempts before I was able to get my tongs on it. But I aimed for the front third. But because it was hauling ass, it ended up being closer to halfway. Yeah. And then once I got my tongs on it, it it managed to pull an extra inch to two through my tongs as I'm death gripping it. And I just remember everything went slow-mo. And I'm watching it going, well, that's not good. <laughs> and the tongs, I make my guys carry a 30-inch. Uh, the reason why is because I don't want them to carry 36-inch uh, tongs all day long. Uh, it causes a lot of strain on the body. Uh, carpal tunnel, uh, 36 inches is a bit extreme for the size rattlesnakes we have in this area. Yeah. 
you're you're usually dealing with a 36 inch rattlesnake. Is that how big this one was? No, this one was 45 inches. Oh, geez. Yeah. Holy crap. I only found that out after, because uh, I, I still got the snake, even though he tagged me. Um, I got that, I uh, found out that information from my gentleman friend that does the venom uh, studies, and he's manufacturing new products and whatnot based off of that venom collected. But I, I tried to go for the front third. It just didn't happen. It was closer to halfway. Then he pulled an inch to two through the tongs and he did one strike and I was looking down at him as he's looking up at me and not just looking but striking and his strike barely exceeded the length of my tongs oh so he came up towards you he didn't and go for like the legs or anything no, he clipped the back of my right hand really yeah is there a wound right now no no these are just shitty I'm a klutz uh, <laughs> there is there's I got very lucky there is no scarring uh, but you know, there is, did you have to rush to get an antivenom and everything? Yeah. yeah. The, when it first happens, your world goes from very wide to very tunnel vision. <laughs> the only thing I remember the van driver saying is I don't want your job. Cause I don't think he realized I got bit. Uh, I think it just looked like a very close strike because it played out nothing like what Hollywood portrays. Right, right, right. Uh, it was the equivalent of just like a, a finger flick on the back of your hand. So it doesn't latch on. It just nips and... Not looks. unless it gets stuck. No. Yeah. No. And I mean, like, there are some snakes that will latch on. Uh, cobras tend to have a smaller uh, yeah. teeth. And so it's more of like a get on and, and kind of a grind milky type deal. Uh, but no, this was just a, a quick flick where you're sitting there in disbelief. Like, did that just happen? Yeah. And, you know, I was able to secure the snake in the net bag without any further instance. And then once I got him in the net bag, I looked down and I saw, fuck, I'm bleeding. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And then you start wondering, uh, maybe this was a dry bite and instantaneously there was metallic taste in my mouth. Oh no. There was an internal vibration. Um, by the time I walked it back to my truck, which was only probably about a minute to two a walk, uh, once I secured him from the net bag into the bucket, uh, without any incident, uh, my hand was swollen already. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it was, it was not, it was not ideal. Yeah. So how did how did you get to the hospital? Did you... uh, I'm sure it probably could have been done slightly different. Um, yeah. You know, but it, I approached the medic. I was trying not to alert too many people. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to cause chaos, and I'm still honestly in disbelief. And and you know, I think when you get hurt on the job, your first reaction is to kind of cheek it hide it yeah not really you know i mean there's stunt yeah. guys that fall off you know and wander away yeah 100 <laughs> percent. but yeah i know the uh the medic I, I drove over to the medic told him you know what happened i had already started peeling off my uh watch and shit and uh yeah it wasn't wasn't great uh, so he transported me to the hospital uh there was another production out there so the medic brought you yeah oh okay mm-hmm yeah and uh you know, the ride over there was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, not like my health was failing intense. Uh, by the time we got there, I couldn't, I needed assistance getting out of his Jeep. Yeah. yeah. If it would have been more of a direct, even more direct bite, would it, would the, would it have been the same type of side effects or would it, is don't it? Don't know. You don't and know? I, it, it probably wouldn't have gone well. No. 
Oh so, God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the entire way over I'm, I'm driving over there with the medic and all I can think of is damn it. The last thing anybody saw me do was have my hand on a fucking snake just yeah. to get it out. And this is just going to morph. And unfortunately, uh, some of the individuals in my field, my competition, you know, sees that opportunity to marry two facts into a horrible untruth. So, you know, my bite became their business card. And then I, I still hear lovely snidbits and, you know, slanderous deformation stuff about how I got bit because I was posing for snakes, you know, with my bare hands. You got bit because you're a snake wrangler and the person yeah. that's supposed to take care of the snakes. Exactly. You're literally there to, uh, I mean, to keep the crew safe, but you got bit. So you could say that nobody else had to on that set, which yeah. sounded like it was a crazy rattle day. Yeah. I mean, it was just typically a lot of times in springtime, you see a lot more snake activity. A lot of people have the misconceived notion that, you know, in Southern uh, California, it's because the snakes are coming out of hibernation. We don't really have the weather for them to hibernate. Yeah. Uh, if you're up in Big Bear Mammoth, somewhere sure. colder where it's below freezing for an extended amount of time, yes, you're not going to. Uh, but in Southern California, it's warm enough year round. And the reason why you see a lot of snake activity in the springtime is because it's feeding time. The babies, you know, baby bunnies and baby squirrels are easy food targets. And, right. you know, that's, it's like going through Taco Bell and picking up a 12 pack. Yeah. I was at, I was, I was rock climbing at, uh, you know where Texas Canyon is, right? No. No? Uh, a Rower Flats. Okay. Rower Flats area. Yeah, if you, it's, it's right over the hill from over here. If you go, mm -hmm. it's, it's a BLM land area, mm -hmm. and it's an OHV area. So you see, like, people out there riding their off-road vehicles, but there's this really beautiful rock structure right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, And we go rock climbing there all the time. And we were, we were walking across to a different rock climbing area, and on the path, uh, the girl in the front jumps back. Oh, there's a snake. There's a snake. I was like, oh, just leave it be for a yeah. minute. And I, I saw it and it was moving so slow. Yeah. It was just on the, like it must've just eaten or something. <laughs> like yeah. it was on the path and it was so slow. And I started like throwing sand at it and the thing like didn't even flinch. It just kind of like Fuck it, you. It looked over a little bit and s did not pick up speed. <laughs> or anything and i was like why is it doing that yeah. <laughs> figured like it would at least book it away but then i mean it made us feel a little bit more comfortable because when it was off the path we're like that thing is so slow and lazy right now yeah. i don't think that thing cares about us exactly one bit. <laughs> yeah it probably had it probably had a big old piece of food in its belly probably yeah. it was like even when we were walking past it like it it knew we were there. It just didn't flinch or yeah. care or move quickly or and anything. They're, all those snakes are somewhat different. I mean, you know, there are certain uh, uh, certain species that, you know, have a little bit hotter of a temp uh, temper, and uh, there are some that are a little bit more docile. I mean, you still treat them all like they're going to bite you and yeah. fuck your shit up. I mean, you know, after what I went through with my health, with the heart attack and the cancer and the hysterectomy and stuff like that, I would lovingly do that all the fuck over again versus another snake bite. Really? Because I would not wish that even on the people. So what that was are... the aftermath for the snake bite? What did that cause? Uh, they, I have, mean, you have nerve damage and all that stuff. I've gone in to see a neurologist. Uh, I think they're just trying to say it's all carpal tunnel, but, uh, it, no, for the following two months I was off. It just felt like I had a hole in my hand. Really? Yeah. 
I did not have the strength. Uh, there was missing sensation for the first like three weeks after I got out of the hospital, I would still get, uh, you know, swelling throughout the day. So did that your was hand fun. just hurt the entire time too. weirdly enough, when I got bit, I did not have the excruciating pain that some people report. So, I mean, there's like a slew of symptoms when you get bit that you might experience. Um, Hopefully you're not experiencing that many. Uh, You know, like I said, I went through more of the, I think, neurological issues. Yeah. Uh, And just, you know, and, and I don't know, maybe I was a little bit in shock because, you know, you're sitting there going, did that just really happen? How... How is this going to affect my reputation? Do you carry the 36-inch tongs now? I've always had them in my (laughs) truck because there are times where we might be in a different area where it's hard to access it and the 36 is going to be a little bit more, give you a little bit more umph. But no, I still carry the 30-inch. Just we, I have adapted it with my guys that now if you come across a really big one and it's cruising on the ground, uh, the net bags we have, they're designed in a way where you can actually just put them on the ground, stand them, and hopefully they'll go in it and you can try and guide them in there. Oh, versus right trying to. So, and then I, I introduced some new stuff with my guys too, where like I created the rope snake. Sounds stupid and corny, but I mean, in realistic aspects, I need my guys to be able to visually gauge just kind of how big that snake is. So I've got like a 45 inch, 36, 24, 18. I mean, really anything under 36, you're going to handle it the same way, but yeah. trying to train your eyes, what the difference between a 45 and a 36 looks like, you know, yeah. that's kind of what I ended up doing. But Was that one of the biggest snakes that you've seen out here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of the snakes I, I get and I, I put through a quarantine, I give to, uh, my friend that, uh, does, uh, venom studies and whatnot. And he's actually producing a better uh rattlesnake vaccine for your dogs uh it's just there's deals with the manufacturer and and whatnot that he's waiting for it to get approved um but i weigh and i I weigh and i measure all the snakes that i give to him so just because i i like to kind of geek it up with the data and shit like that whatever happened to the one that bit you uh, it went, it went over to the venom guy. It went over yeah. to him. <laughs> I did tell him when that snake passes, I want it back. I, I want to, you know, kind of immortalize it, yeah. you know, use it as a training thing. Maybe, uh, you know, freeze dry it. Whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in a case and yeah. display it above it. Jesus. <laughs> the snake that almost got me. It was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. I mean, I got pretty beat up on another show, so I was already thinking about swapping over to greens or just getting my greens card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then this happened. I'm like, I am so fucking over this shit, you know? <laughs> I'll just go get my greens card. I just yeah. won't change my name to Bush Bitch. I, I refuse. Bush Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the judge, yeah. the judge is gonna say no to that yeah. one. Plus, I, I don't want that fanfare either. <laughs> no, that's a whole. That's that's joining the club. That's forty four right there. Yeah, yeah. Join the forty four club. <laughs> I'm all down, man. Yeah. I'm all down. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. And you've been working, and it sounds like you your day playing on the same type of stuff or trying to anyway. If we ever can get back to work, hey, you know it is what it is right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? It's a pilot. So you just kind of run with it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. We're we're both trying to work on the same show, um, with our buddy Pat and love Pat and the actress got sick. So we're like in not COVID, not not COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're in a weird like holding period right now. Where each day you're like, well, I work tomorrow. To go tomorrow, I don't know. 
And it's weird because, I mean, you've worked on a show, you know, before where if your actor gets sick, they just reschedule it. But because this is a, a pilot, there is nothing else to really reschedule. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, I don't know, we're going to Vegas next week. We're supposed to be going to Vegas. The for show is? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're going to be going there, which actually works out perfectly because um, I know the production supervisor really, really well. Yeah. Like, he's a really good friend of mine. He worked on Horror Stories also, but... Uh, Marcus? Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, you know Marcus? Uh, he's been texting me, so... Yeah. Or emailing. Yeah. Marcus is the man. Yeah. He's, he's really, really cool guy. Uh, no, he seems cool. He yeah. seems legit. Good buddy of mine. So, anyways, he... Since they're going to Vegas, my I, I just mentioned that my brother's bachelor party is in Vegas next weekend. No. So so my brother's bachelor party, uh, they all my my two brothers get out Thursday. Yeah. And that goes through the weekend. And then the show shoots out there Monday and Tuesday. So, oh, it, so you're gonna play yeah. it. And they're all yeah, they're all the whole crew's leaving Wednesday. And I told Marcus that and he's like He's like, I don't care. I'll give you another night in the hotel. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. That's so I, awesome. I don't even have to come back for like, like how stupid would it have been to it come, back been a for, waste. come back for Wednesday and then have to go back Thursday morning. And that's a long drive. Yeah. Four hours. Something yeah. like that. Maybe three and a half. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it's not that bad when you're driving to it because you, you're like a kid, you yeah. know, in a candy store, you can't wait, but coming back, Jesus, that is painful. It is. And you, for some reason, like you never don't hit traffic coming back no that 15 going through like that mountain pass yeah. through san bernardino is always the worst and you're <laughs> gonna be coming back on a sunday so yeah you're gonna be fucked yeah exactly yeah, if you're coming back on a wednesday like a normal person but you know yeah you're staying yeah so uh now i'll be able to just stay there the whole week and wait it out so hopefully I might have to bring a little bit extra money than I thought I had before. <laughs> you, should, you should bring some uh, extra uh, shrimp pills. Oh, I have plenty of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, that won't be a problem. Um. Okay. I wonder. I thought Freddie would be here by now. But he I probably guess fell not. back asleep. Fucker. <sighs> he probably did. What did he say? Let's see. Around thirty minutes to start over there. So that was three twenty-three. Yeah, he totally should have be here right now. Three twenty-three. No, no, that would be. Yeah, it's a, it's, uh, oh wait, yeah. I think he's blowing you off. I think so too. So. It's cool, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's get into some TV and movie news. Right. Uh Have you seen anything new lately? No. No? No. I just, uh, since the movie theaters are reopened, uh, I mean, they opened not too long ago, but we've been trying to do our best to go to as many movies as possible. Um, so we saw Dune. How was that? Um. Oh well, maybe that's Freddie because I just heard all the dogs. dogs freaking out. Um, it was. Here's the thing: everybody else is like getting, creaming. yeah, creaming about it, and they're like, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever!" Like, I had a barbecue the that day we went to the movies, and with for like my coworkers and everybody that was there, and he is like, "I saw it twice. That's how much I liked it. It was so incredible and amazing." No shit. Um, so since like that, I had like high expectations. Then I get in and I sit down on the movie and I did not know this about uh, Dune, Dune. It was, you sit down and the opening things come up and then the title comes up and it just says Dune part one. And I was like, wait a minute. What? I was like, part one. 
what is this? Like they're doing two parts. So then right away, I I, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth about it just because I n- knew from that point on that I wasn't going to get a full movie. I was going to no. get half a movie. Yeah. Which is not what I wanted. And I don't like how a lot of movies are doing that right now. I don't care for Avengers that much or I don't care for Marvel movies I've, that much. I've never been a Fan. No, but I know like towards the end, it's like, oh, they did uh, Endgame or Infinity War. And there was a two part thing. It's like, yeah. and a lot of movies are starting to do this right now. And I'm sure it's for the capitalism and and making money and all that stuff like that. Because everyone's going to want to go to the part two. I just don't like that with movies. Like if you're going to do that, make it a series. Yeah. You know, like stop fucking around. Yeah, go to HBO. They'll get it. You know what? Disney Plus, I'm sure they would take Dune 2. Oh, <laughs> or <absolutely>. Dune. <laughs> um, did you oh, see, I guess it's on HBO Max. <laughs> in in uh, Dune, did you see anything about a like a a giant tree shaking with maybe water, uh, like rain sequence, like a UFO is coming down? Mm, not that I remember. Reason why I ask is back in 2019, I went up to uh, Big Bear area for just one day, and we didn't have hair, makeup, actors, nothing. We had ads. We had camera department, no sound, but uh, yeah, they brought in all the special effects and they rigged this helicopter bit and it was for Dune and it's supposed to be, they had like eight underwater water trucks there just hosing down with big, you know, a special effects fans trying to shake the shit out of this tree. Oh. I, I, I <laughs> saw the fucking, you know, trailers and nothing that we shot is near what they were showing. So oh. I was just curious. Yeah. Not that I remember... I don't remember any tree. There were some spaceships. There was a big desert worm. Hmm. Yeah, that came out yeah. and did stuff. Uh, I'm also. I don't know. I'm not on the. I'm not on the Timothy Chalamet train. Mm. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of his. I don't think he's as great of an actor as everybody is making him out to be. Yeah. Um, there's it, a lot of oh, he's the next Johnny Depp. He's the next. I was like, it's just a little boy still. <laughs> yeah, chill, slow your roll, slow your yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the new Halloween? Have you seen that? Um, no. Jackie did. She went by herself uh, while I was out of town, and her review of it was wasn't very good. <laughs> Damn it! Was it was it worse than the first one, or or better than the first one, or the same? Well, uh, I mean, I think it was like you're when you go to the hall with the Halloween, you're trying to like really get most of your people at, you're trying to you're working off nostalgia yeah so i think uh that was kind of the thing so i mean she liked the first one okay so i don't know the first remake the one they did like what four years ago oh the like first that? remake i don't know i don't i feel like that one was okay yeah did you like it <laughs> i i dug it yeah i mean it's it's not the first one that you know was done back in what the 70s 80s but yeah i i, I did like it yeah um yeah, I don't know, but Jackie was pretty disappointed. She wasn't super into it. Uh, aside from that, I don't know. I've been watching a lot still on my uh, as since I've been redoing the studio and moving everything over. Uh, I was watching The Sopranos again. I never really got into it. I, I never saw The Sopranos before, and then now I just been trying to like binge it pretty much. So I, I, any like spare chance I get, I've been watching The Sopranos pretty much. Fantastic. Yeah. I was going to ask you, out of all these movies that you have on your wall, which would you say is your favorite? Oh man, that's a hard one. You know my my yeah. my I have like a weird like categorization of my favorite movies and 
I think my favorite kind of all-time movie is not even up there. Uh, Which was? Uh, Wrist Cutters, A Love Story. No, never heard that. You never heard of it? Well, no, wait. I think I did hear it. I never saw it. Never saw it? You should watch it. It's a, it's, it's a really, really good movie. It's about... Uh, Who's in it? Um, Not that many people. There's the dude from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Here, let me pull up the uh, IMDb page. The kid from Almost Famous is in it. The the one that pl- played the kid cool. that is going around on tour trying to be the reporter. Really? Yeah. Uh, he was the main character. Oh, um. Patrick Fugit. F- yeah, Fugit. We're probably fucking up that name. Yeah. Is that Rosario Dawson? Um, This is Leslie Bibb. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Leslie Bibb. Um. So Leslie Bibbs in it. Uh, Tom Waits is in it. Okay. Will Arnett's in it. That's right. He's a messiah in it. Um, Where's the main girl? Main girl is in Mark Boone. He was on Sons of Anarchy. Nice guy. Oh right, right, right. Yep. Um, where's the main girl? I don't see the main girl anywhere here. Nick Offerman. Or am I saying that wrong? Offerman. No, you're you're saying it right. Okay, thank God. Huh? What what the fuck is it about? Um, it's about, no, it's not this girl either, man. Who is the main girl in this? It's her. Yeah. That's Rosario Dawson. Is it? I'm fairly. Why isn't she listed here? I don't know, but I'm fairly certain that's Rosario. Let me click here. It's so interesting. I don't know why she. I, I mean, to me, that looks like her. Dead ringer. Hmm. Huh. How do you spell her name? Rosario. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that. There you go. No, I don't think that's her. You don't think so? I don't think so. No, definitely not. It looked like it in the uh, in the jaw in the facial. Yeah. Ah, whatever. Shows uh, you what the fuck I know. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Man, it's it's driving me crazy that I can't uh find out who that is oh wait it's shannon so Souza. it's the go down it's the one keep going wait up there oop down right there that's her we're here oh yeah. that's it yeah that's totally uh, it the chick yep from, that's her uh heath ledger's uh was a knight's tale knight's tale yep yeah. that's her yeah so uh anyways this, the story the story's about um it's basically about uh, an afterlife, like so. Think, think there's heaven and then there's hell. But mm-hmm. then for people that kill themselves, there's this weird like limbo, limbo uh-huh. um, that they go to. So it's like a different world that there's no sunlight. So it's like think overcast all the time. It's like okay. living, like living in Seattle, pretty much. Sounds sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So it's this weird overcast all the time, and the only people that exist in the world are other people that have committed suicide at some point in their life. So it's a real cheery kind of. Show. Yeah. So it's a little bit dark, but uh, there's like there's comedic undertones yeah. in it too. So people, but but like they're not like 
they're not like matched with like a laugh track or anything like that. Yeah. You know, because they'll, they'll make jokes and stuff, but nobody in this world can physically smile. And they make it like a part of the thing. Like they try to like push their lips. It's just and like, they can't do it. It's just a dull undertone. And the point is that they're not going to, they're not going to kill themselves again because they feel like it's going to be an even worse place Copy and more that. dull than, than what they left. So the, it's, it's based on this, this girl. Basically, he committed suicide, and then this uh, he's he's trying to find uh, his ex girlfriend, who he found out later on committed suicide because of her. So they're on this journey to find her, and then this other girl that joins him, who's the girl that we just looked up. Yep, she died from an overdose, so she doesn't think she belongs there because she didn't cut her. Because she, she, she didn't OD'd. kill her. Yeah, she OD'd. She didn't kill herself. So. So she goes on. Oh, oh look! Look who shit. decided to show well, up. Well, he had to get his beauty rest. Yeah. The doctor is in. My sickly rest. I guess I'll bring you <laughs> up. He went to. I know Freddie just went to the doctor for the first time, and like before we hit that, I'll finish the synopsis. Of okay. This. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, so so she goes on this adventure to try to find the people in charge. Uh, so she can try to fight her case to get out, and they find like these weird messiahs, and 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 shit hits the fan. It gets really weird, but you get to see like a lot of flashbacks to these people's origin stories and yeah. like, why they kill. So it has like a lot of really cool layers uh, layers to it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I like it for that reason. You're talking about wrist cutters. Yeah, again? yeah. And she was asking. She's like, "Cause you, is your favorite movie up there?" It's like, "Not really." <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got he's on? got everything up there. Is it on VHS? I don't. It's got to be right. Nah, probably not VHS, DVD. I have it on DVD. It was close to the time. Yeah, it was close. What year hey, was it? Freddie, we left you a microdosing pill. Two oh six in the uh, shot glass. Oh, oh, and you get the shot glass. Yeah, look what the shot glass oh. says. That's her gifts to us. <laughs> <laughs> her new company, a bitching company. Oh, I heard you got bit by a rattlesnake. Yeah. How was that experience? Totally you guys already talked. You just missed the story, yeah. but you you could get the <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could get the quick version. If if you download the app or the podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can totally hear the entire thing. Oh, I'm not. Gonna uh, do I'm that. just gonna say it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't fun. Don't uh, I don't uh, encourage it. How long were you in the hospital for? Uh, four days off for oh, two really? months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it sucked. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're better. Yeah. 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 That sucks. After tur after cancer. Heart attack. Heart brain attack. Brain brain turns out I'm really hard to kill. Uh, <laughs> I think this is like my wrist cutter story. This is my, yeah, yeah. This is my middle ground. Well, you're I'm the, fucked. You're the Russian dude. Uh, what's his name? Um, His name Rasputin. is... Rasputin. Yeah. Rasputin. <laughs> Eugene. 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 Yeah. When there is trouble. Oh, no. I meant the actual Russian dude. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Sit up for you. <laughs> How's it going? How was the doctor's appointment? Uh, your first doctor's appointment in what, 10 years? Yeah. What do you. Oh, I walked in and he was like, oh, we got to test you for diabetes. And I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't eat that much sugar, dude. He was like, oh, you're fat? <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> so did, did he have an immediate answer? You don't have diabetes? <laughs> No, uh, I got blood work done and shit. And oh, so you're waiting for the results? Yeah, I got like fucking eight vials of blood pulled and then really, I got Jesus, like two shots like tetanus and uh, flu and he's like, oh, are you up to date on your tetanus shot? And I was like, uh, <laughs> no, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you were at a doctor? Uh, I was eighteen. 
How how old are you now? Uh, thirty one. Okay, so it was, it was due. <laughs> yeah, probably due. Yeah, <laughs> it's like only like, thirteen years ago. <laughs> how long does those last? I don't know. <laughs> how long do those? I don't think they last thirteen. Tetanus years. isn't a thing anymore. It yeah. just went away like polio, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Until you step on a rusty nail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they get a little cranky. So what the hell you been up to, Freddy? Uh, nothing. I'm union now. What? Yeah. Which is why he went to the doctor for the Absolutely. first time. Absolutely. Yeah, I only go to the doctor when it's free. Oh, as, as you should. As you yeah. should. I ain't paying shit. No. What uh, What uh, department did you join? Uh, art department. Nice. Yeah, 44. Uh, pro- technically property, but... You I can do greens? Yeah. Yeah, Hey-o. I can do everything. I don't like I don't have any urge to do greens, but I can't. Oh, come on. The greens guys, they're a blast. I want to do some fucking uh drapery. I hear those dudes get fucking paid, dude. Yeah, but they don't go to set. They do drapery and like it's the they, they work at like the prop houses and stuff. Oh, really? It's not like on-set drapery and That's shit like what that. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you finally get some? <laughs> we got a midi board, baby. <laughs> what else did you get? Um, I haven't, I, I'm waiting for you. We need, you, I need yeah. you to add. All I got is like. Oh, the, the show shit. Yeah, we got a lot of the show shit. I can't cut it off. But I, I also have, I mean, I have the Nick thing and just more mm. other show stuff. I have others. I, I went through the whole list of stuff that I pulled aside that I'm going to put on. It's a lot more show stuff, but I want to get more like bits and stuff too mm-hmm. like just like stuff from actual shows we're movie podcasts it's got to be clips from mostly movies oh hell yeah. yeah you know what i mean you got to get um the p-touch out and mark them yeah because you'll end up hitting do. the wrong buttons i totally will <laughs> they will be but uh, with this also like like i can hit the pad like you said there's 16 right there's not 16 you can times that by four because what? i can hit this and, and it's gonna switch go it to, to a, a whole different... new set yeah um, yeah so oh it, shit just got real yeah, so it's it's gonna be good, <laughs> but we gotta we have to get enough to be able to make it worth it. So obviously, the main pad is gonna be where we're gonna like set. But this is I, I also I set up the new board. Nice. I'm gonna keep running on the new board. It's so gonna what, be awesome. What did I interrupt? What part um, we're we're on? at uh, TV and movie news. So yeah. oh, okay. have you seen anything? We I just watched Dune. Oh yeah, I'm waiting. I'm gonna go see that in theaters. Probably this week. Yeah, it's. Do you know it's a two part thing? I didn't know it was a two part thing. Oh really? Yeah. Well, so a, you're gonna go watch half a movie. Well, uh, have fun. And then they're <laughs> gonna. Aren't there like more books that they just never did? Uh, I don't know. Did they? You don't know everything about Dune. You seem like a dude who loves Dune. Why would I know everything about Dune? You do have a lightsaber. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I gotta show. Oh Freddy yeah, that. let me see the lightsaber. <laughs> How Are much you, was this experience? Two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes with an extra crystal. It oh, was, it was two hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah. Oh. So you just smacked the shit out of the TV. <laughs> it's all right. The Does TV least... was cheaper. <laughs> the TV was cheaper than this lightsaber. Was it Costco or Walmart? Uh, Best Buy. Oh well. Yeah, Does it at least make noise when you like hit something, or is it when you whoosh it? Oh, okay. No, hit my hand. Okay, ready? Yeah. No, it just... Okay, it's not that on point. <laughs> it's a little bit of a delay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also got... Hold on, ready? I also... Yeah. I also got a crystal um, 
that uh, it will change. I could change it for. So I have a green crystal, so I can choose which days I want to be a good guy and a bad guy. Hmm. I'm surprised how much it actually weighs. Well, no, it better for two hundred dollars. What the fuck is in it? Did they just put like weight in it? No, it's made out of metal. Is it? Yeah. It looks like. Why'd they make it look like plastic? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's just a paint. Job. <laughs> it's made out of full metal. It's a okay. legit lightsaber. <laughs> it's painted like it's plastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it's still solid. really cool, Mikey. And it, it's really cool, and it was the experience of it. Are okay? you gonna get some kind of mount for it for the wall? Yeah, definitely. I wanted because I have the green one for other, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." They probably keep, make mounts. Probably, I guarantee you, yeah. they do. Oh, yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna keep the green on while we do the report re- recording," but then it would be like mm-hmm. throughout the recording. So I was like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna leave it on." So yeah. I might just take the blade off the front and just have it mounted as just the lightsaber itself. Mm-hmm. We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, what movie have you seen? Any movies lately? Uh, I rewatched Hellraiser for the first time in a long time. How was that? I didn't realize how long it took for fucking Pinhead to come in. I was like, where is this motherfucker? <laughs> He's taking forever. Oh, yeah. This chick's fucking the brother. She's like, I'm married. And then they're instantly fucking for some reason. It's like, I feel like it would take a little longer to fuck a married chick. But I guess <laughs> in Hellraiser logic, it does not. <laughs> like he pulls out a knife and cuts her dress off. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he di- <laughs> dies, he escapes hell and comes back like, and he's like, you must kill so I can regain my body. Kind of like the mummy type of shit. Yeah. Where every kill brings him back a little bit. <laughs> and then like towards the end, Hellraiser's, on- or Pinhead's only in it for like fucking the last 30 minutes. Oh, really? I feel like people really liked him in the first one. So uh, the second one he might be, I'm going to watch the second one tonight. How many of them are there? Oh, there are a shit ton. It's like Nightmare on, El- Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, really? it was, they just it, kept pumping. I them out. There was like what many. eight or something like that. Yeah, it was like a, it's like a shit studio that they were like, oh, we got something here. Yeah, because it was at the height of just like fright and gore in yeah. the eighties, nineties. Interesting. Um, did you hear about the Craig Robinson Python hunting comedy? No. No. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Well, there is one, and I guess. I guess the comedy's called Killing It. This is fantastic. And I guess they just announced the cast. Oh, God, help me. Where are they going to be filming this? Uh, I mean, if it's here, I hope you have a part in it. Oh, oh that would <laughs> be fantastic. Creator of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Interesting. And it looks like it has some people from Brooklyn Nine-Nine in it. It'll be it'll be good to see if they... Uh, what, what spin they put on this? Like, Are they going to show some of their characters, the great you know, hunters missing fingers, which is what a lot of the snake wranglers are doing. You know, they, yeah. <laughs> they miss, they're missing digits, sometimes teeth. <laughs> I hope that, I hope they have the guy from Anaconda in it. I always like that dude's character. I, I just saw, you know, I was just going to say, I just saw a thing on the corner here that no, the, O'Shea Jackson is actually going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, TV show. I think it would have been better if he was... And killing, that, it? Pyth- and killing it in the Python company. That is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what else do I got here? I got, oh, wait, we're not ready for any of those yet. No. Oh, Dune 2, we kind of already talked about. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I guess I guess it was entertaining. Uh, I just I think well, Timothy Chalamet. Really like, you don't like that shit anyway. Timothy Chalamet, I'm not really into at all. He's kind of like another Adam Driver type of character for me. To where I don't know, they're just bitch boys. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. Uh, oh, there's a Blues Brothers documentary series documentary series being developed like behind the scenes footage and shit like that uh i don't know i'm, I'm guessing because i mean it's going to be developed with dan Aykroyd and john belushi's estate so what do you think that means when it's john belushi's estate like just like the people who run his estate are like in on it i guess to give approval what's his sure. estate after this many times is it just like his wife his like wife, does he still kids. have people yeah his kids uh, I don't know if he was married. Put on a suit, grab some sunglasses, because it's his, time to go sure on his, a mission from God. I'm sure his brother's involved. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess his estate is Judith Belushi Pisano and her son. Huh. Lucas Pisano. So I guess that makes sense. So that's going to be cool to, to check out. Wait, it said what it was right there. Uh, right in that little blurb, the legacy of SNL Animal House icon. Yeah. Oh, that's just a separate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Um, this is one. Uh, Brendan F- Fraser is to play Batgirl's villain. Oh my! He gets <laughs> he gets uglier and uglier every time I see a picture. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's been some years. It's been yeah. some years. He's he's definitely like l- losing a lot of hair. The alcohol finally took hold. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's a big boy. Yeah, he's definitely a thick boy. Is he playing the penguin? Well, I, think <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I think he might be playing the penguin. <laughs> um, yeah, he's already part of the current DC universe. Uh, with him voicing Cliff Steele, aka Robot Man. Yeah. In Doom Patrol. I was meant to watch that. But he's set to make an even more impact, a new project, as Deadline reports he'll be playing a villain in Batgirl. I didn't even... Who the hell is Batgirl in this? Um, That's Th- a good question. Doesn't matter. Brendan um, Fraser. <laughs> Mummy. Yeah, it doesn't say. doesn't say. So I guess we'll... we'll it doesn't matter what Brendan Fraser's in this. Um... I don't think this one was. I think I just liked Kevin Smith, so I clicked it. Um, okay, Wait, is that a Kevin Smith documentary or something? Because we don't know his life enough already. Clerk trailer chronicles of the career of Kevin Smith. Sounds like it. I feel maybe. like we don't need a documentary. He won't shut the fuck up about his. Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clerk. It's just called Clerk. We're coming up on the foundation upon which my entire life was built. We have a stick. Oh, our sticker's still there. Did you see that? What? Is that it? Like right on the door? No. I I put it like midway next to the door. Oh, really? Okay, maybe it's not our sticker. We We put a sticker on that door. Fantastic. We started noticing these ads for these midnight movies. In the car ride home, you could see this intensity in his eyes. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life. I want to do this. There is nobody in film school or any of that could, that could write like him. It's going to be on my tombstone. He's not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Everyone got us. This to the news. 
they tapped into the subculture. When I saw Clerks, it felt like I belonged to this. I was immediately trying to set Yeah, it's a Clerks document. Oh, no, it's just a Kevin Smith document. Out of the studio. He goes, we're going to make $100 million. He was off by $98 million. We're <laughs> <laughs> in, and now we're not. Kevin has had a lot of ups and downs in his career and a lot of resurrections. At a certain point, I gave up on Kevin Smith, filmmaker. Maybe it's because the critics were like, he's no filmmaker. I'm like, all right, they're right. But I got <laughs> to a point where I'm like, I think I'm going to be so much more. The podcast, the stage shows, the hosting, making movies. Carved his own path. He was able to energize geek culture. Evan Smith is the man. He changed everything. It's me doing everything that I never imagined I'd wind up doing. I do actually think like he got where he wanted to be. Now I just want to be Kevin Smith. I want to be the Kevin Smithiest Kevin Smith I could be from now until the end of time because that's all they'll remember about me when I'm gone. Hmm. Oh, that looks yeah, good. Cool. Yeah. I mean, am I going to watch it? Of course. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. will. And that's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got... Yo, the, the new Will Smith movie looks pretty good where he plays... Uh, uh, Serena and Vanessa Williams' dad, like when they're kids. What? Like in training them and shit. Wait, what? Will's? Oh, you said Will Ferrell. No, Will Smith. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer for that and it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I was just looking at Will Ferrell. And <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn you said Will Ferrell. Too. All right. Did for I? Maybe, yeah, I did. maybe you did. <laughs> There's a picture of Will Ferrell. In front of <laughs> so and uh, his golden mane. <laughs> okay, do we want to do top 10 um, best comedies on Netflix right now, or do we want to do top 10 uh, classic Halloween movies? I'd say classic Halloween yeah. movies. Tis the season. Tis the season. Let's do it. Um, we'll give. We'll run through a quick of the top. Uh, which this this list goes to 35, so we'll do, do. We'll start at 20. 20. Um, Ooh, The Exorcist. The Exorcist comes in at number 20, so that's. This this list better be fire. Yeah. This list better be fire. Next one. Nineteen Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen is Carrie, so okay. still it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Ghostbusters is number eighteen. Yo, Afterlife looks so fucking good. It does look so good. I can't believe they're not putting it out during fucking October though. That's I know. so stupid. Edward scissor hands? I would that didn't really feature uh, that to I me. I didn't think Halloween. it was a Halloween, yeah. Isn't it more like a Christmas? That's kind of what I thought. Get Out's a horror, but is it... It's like a thriller, even. It's not even... I don't know. See, okay, I don't think these should be Halloween movies. Well, if you were black, you'd okay. think it was a horror movie. <laughs> Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice, yeah. That's That belongs there, for sure. Yeah. Number 14, Child's Play. Child's Play, yep. I still... Child's Play, I can't believe Child's Play is there, and Carrie and uh, uh, the other one are down below. Yeah, Carrie, I think she's I put The Exorcist above Child's Play. Yeah. yeah. Child's Play, I think, might belong on the list, but I don't know if I would put it. I, I would, mean, I would put that more around 20. Yeah. People were leaving, like, The Exorcist when it first came out. They were, like, leaving the theaters because they couldn't handle it. You yeah. think, do you see Labyrinth? As, <laughs> as <laughs> Labyrinth <laughs> is a great fucking movie, though. It is a great movie, <laughs> but is it a Halloween movie? No, absolutely not, but it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, number 12. Halloween, Halloween Town. 
I was right. <laughs> I mean, this is Halloween movies, so I guess if we're considering all ages, this is a classic. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's more of a Halloween movie than The Exorcist. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, number eleven, Halloween. Halloween. Okay, so this is a super classic. This is mm. what I would have put in the top ten for sure. So now that we're number eleven, let's get our number one predictions, Freddie. Uh, I don't know. It's don't gonna, have it's any. It's gonna yes. be something stupid. This list is horrible. Snake is this town and country, I'm the prop house, or the <laughs> rental house. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, I, I was get... thinking either that or Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I also think uh, Blair Witch Project. Ooh, Blair oh, it was, Witch. It was already on the list. It was, was like it? 25 or was something. Was it? Um, How the yeah. fuck is that possible? Um, I'm going to... So I would say Paranormal Activity, but that was 22. Mm. Damn. Um, okay, I'll do... Who, what, did you, what did you go with? Uh, Friday the 13th. Okay, I'll do Nightmare on Elm Street. All right. Oh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, oh. it's gonna be number one, even though it's a fucking Christmas at, movie. At Disneyland, they they just did the nightmare, uh, or uh, they did that for for fucking the haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went through it. Like we were lucky enough to get it at forty five minutes. The mm-hmm. wait got up to like seventy five minutes. That is stupid. Oh, did you guys? And the get ride the... was just redecorated. It was still the same. Yeah, same fucking ride. Did you yeah. guys get the uh, the popcorn bucket that everybody's freaking out about? No. What's the popcorn bucket? It's like the the Mick, the mummy Mickey popcorn bucket. People are waiting in line for like an hour at the. I I, park. I saw that. I'm sorry, the mummy what? Mummy Mickey popcorn bucket. What's it's a- like a giant plastic mummy Mickey, and then the his ass opens up and you put popcorn in it. Fuck off. <laughs> Wait, are you are you serious? No. Yeah, it's all over TikTok. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh take in a sidebar real quick. You know uh, what crazy Disney chicks are? People are fucking flipping them. Oh my sweet Jesus. Yeah. $350. Are you don't open the you? ass up though. Yeah. The well, it's around back. I guess technically it's his back. <laughs> Is there a fo- wait? There's his back. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I didn't get the fucking Mickey popcorn bucket. Oh, it's the back of his head. No, the back of his head. Um. I didn't get the Mickey popcorn bucket because I spent two hundred dollars on a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> 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 I'm not getting anything else there. Although the backpack's pretty sick too. The Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Okay. Um. What was your prediction? Uh, nightmare or no? Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Number 10 is The Shining. All right, all right, all right. I'm also going to throw in Psycho or The Birds. Ooh, okay, okay. Now that we have Hitchcock. Ooh, there's Friday Friday the the 13th. 13th. Okay, okay. The Haunted Mansion. With Eddie Murphy. With (laughs) Number eight. (laughs) Above the Exorcist. (laughs) 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 Number seven. There's Nightmare. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. All right. This is gonna this better be good. Better be good. Number six. Rosemary's baby. All right, okay. all right. That one yeah. rightfully. Pocus, Pocus Pocus. Pocus. How did I not think of Hocus yeah. Pocus? That definitely belongs oh, in the top five, I that think. Maybe the craft too. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. I almost bought the uh the new uh Funko has uh, the big collection of the Hocus Pocus now with 
It comes with the three sisters and then a pot in the middle of them. Well, can you just get the pot? Because we already got the three sisters. I know. Yeah. I know. I bought those fuckers. <laughs> okay. Um, number four. The Omen. That was oh, a good one. damn it. Number three. Adam. The Adams Family. <laughs> well, that's like a good twofer. Yeah, and and oh, and values. Adam's family values. Yeah, okay. Number two, Charlie. It's Brown. a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's the great pumpkin. Yeah. Whatever. The, Stop fucking it up. The yeah. great pumpkin is an entity. It's not just a great pumpkin. Oh, whatever. Okay. And number one, Scream. Scream. Scream is a great movie, dude. That is a fantastic movie. It is. It, honestly, I think Halloween-wise, it's probably in the past. But number what one, what is he? Twenty years? Is that how long? No, even longer. Twenty-five yeah, years. Twenty-five years. In the past twenty-five years, the the probably the most popular costume collectively Ghostface. has been Ghostface. Yeah. 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 That's true. Probably. It, it was just so well done. I mean, I grew up watching horror flicks and I love comedy and the fact that they're, you know, throwing comedy into it and they're doing all the classic screams is pretty bitchin'. Yeah, between Dewey and uh yeah. and uh what's his what's his name? Uh Jamie Kennedy's character. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney uh, Cox and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Barrymore gets out of the way real quick. <laughs> yeah. She gets dropped in the first scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you know, she wasn't a superstar. Yeah, she was. She was a complete superstar when she did yeah. that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Um, I didn't have these ones ready, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask first. Freddie, should we do trivia, trivia first or quote that movie? Uh, let's do trivia. Okay. Oh, are we doing both? Um, We might. We have a minute. We might, I mean, it depends on how quick we do this. Um, should we do it from parade.com, RD, uh, useful trivia? Let's go useful trivia. That's yeah, nice. that one sounds interesting. It sounds useful. Dances with wolves. <laughs> you got to wait. We got to go, go through. Okay, let me get, let me get my notepad. Movie. Let me get my notepad ready. Dances with wolves. All right, so I don't know how many questions are here, but uh, if if we can go up to... Uh, 20, we'll do 20. We usually do 20. Uh, let's see. We got three of us now. We got Freddy, mm-hmm. Snake Bitch, and me. Um, okay. What is the longest movie ever made? Hamlet, The Cure for Insomnia, The Stand, or Dances with Wolves? Dances with Wolves definitely felt like the longest movie ever made. I never saw The Cure for Insomnia, but that, I'm going to go with that. Okay. I'm going to go with Dances with Wolves. I'm going to go with Hamlet. Okay. The Stand's a miniseries, so I don't know. Okay, so what? Just click one of them. Holy shit. Is that what you went with? Yeah. 85 uh-huh. hours. <laughs> oh, oh, my it's God. It's just an 85-hour movie. <laughs> Well, I mean, the the good news is, is once you're done with that movie, you don't have insomnia anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Put you right to sleep. (laughs) It premiered in its entirety at the School of Art Institute in Chicago, Illinois, from January 31st to February 3rd, 1987. In one continuous showing. How do you... How does that happen? 
I don't know the because um, back then you're using film. That is I was going to say the projectionist for that. They oh, fucked trust that. Me. <laughs> and, and the film students and the editor. Yeah, Could I'm you sure imagine? you went to school with some kids who were would gladly fucking sit you down and tell you fucking every bit of this movie. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what movie starring Al Jol- Jolson is generally considered to be the first talking picture? Ooh, okay. The Jazz Singer. This one's like a film history one yeah. here. This one's a little bit more uh, complex. Okay. The Jazz Singer, New York Nights, Are You a Mason, The Singing Fool. Um, I'm going to go Jazz Singer. I'll go Are You a Mason. I'm going to go Singing Fool. I nice. am right. The Jazz Singer. I think I think I th- I did take away something from film school. <laughs> Starring Al Jolson is generally considered the first talking picture ever made. Jolson's prophetic opening line, wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet, were the first words spoken on a widely distributed film by a movie actor. Ah. All right. Freddie, you got, you ain't killing it now. I know you were destroying last time. Um Oh, here we go. Okay, what character in Monty Python and the Holy Grail insists that it's just a flesh wound? Roger the Shrewber, King Arthur, Black Knight, Sir Lancelot. It's a Black Knight. Sir Lancelot. Yeah, I was going to go Sir Lancelot. Okay. It's the Black Knight. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we are tied up. <laughs> um. After literally disarming the Black Knight, Arthur assumes the fight is over and kneels to offer a prayer of thanks. Yeah, the Black Knight and kicks him. <laughs> interrupts Arthur prayer kicking. by kicking him in the side of the head <laughs> and accusing him of cowardice. When Arthur points the Black Knight's injury, the knight insists it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh what was the first movie by Pixar to receive a rating higher than a G in the United States? The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., Toy Story. Hmm. I'm going to go Toy Story. I'm going to go The Wait, Incredibles. I'm going to go Finding Nemo. Really? Yeah. That's the last one I would have chose. Um, yes. Damn it. Oh, action violence. Oh, okay. Action violence. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Not mom dying. So was The Incredibles receiving a PG rating for action violence? Um, that's a good question. Um, what was the first movie for which the cost of obtaining rights to the soundtrack outweighed all the other productions? Oh, I'm going to say The Titanic, Wall. The Blair Witch Project, The Wall, Clerks. I'm going to say The Wall. But The Wall... Hmm. What is the wall? The wall. That's the, the Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd movie. Oh yeah, but that was like a Pink Floyd movie. So maybe. Oh fuck. I, I'm gonna say Clerks. Because <laughs> if they, if they, it definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are any the, songs in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. I think all of these movies, the audio, the son- soundtrack budget was probably more than the entire Clerks budget. <laughs> there's no I way mean, Titanic. No, there's, they spent so much money. Yeah, on it's got to be the Wall. I'm gonna go with the Wall also. Yeah. Let's go Wall. You're going with the Clerks seriously? Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Damn it. So do you just keep clicking on it? I so guess. Ding, ding. 
Whoa. If it's Clerks, I swear. It's Clerks? <laughs> no. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> How is that possible? Oh, all other production costs is because the cost of the Clerks <laughs> That's why costs clerks. nothing. <laughs> the cost of obtaining the rights to the soundtrack, uh, approximately 27000 for Kevin Smith's Clerk. $200 more than the production cost. <laughs> outweighed the entire <laughs> production cost, approximately $26,000. A first in, in motion picture history. So he paid no way. So I guess the soundtrack he, had to have been put in afterwards. Then he paid less than sixty grand for a movie that everybody's still talking about. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, Freddie. Damn. Good. Good work on that one. Okay. What? What film features a fight scene in which Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's neck? Enter the Dragon, Game of Death, Big Brawl, South Park, South bigger, Park. longer, and uncut. South Park. Uh, the big brawl. Mm. South Park. I kind of want to go South Park too, but uh, I don't know. Jason Almy knows this one. I know that. <laughs> um, you went with the big brawl. Mm-hmm. Damn, Damn it. it! Okay, let's see. I got one. Oh, oh. Freddie! Looks like none of us it's got it. Right. It's dragon. gotta be Enter the Dragon. Damn it! it. Jackie Tan makes a brief, uncredited cameo appearance towards the end of Enter the Dragon. Um, Jackie, big fight scene. Jackie Tan. <laughs> and then Cray, Bruce Lee grabs his hair in the moment before breaking his neck. Okay. Question seven. Why was Jennifer Grey hesitant to accept the role of baby in Dirty Dancing? She couldn't dance. She thought the character was too silly. She couldn't dance. The cast included non-union actors she disliked patrick swayze well nobody disliked patrick swayze so uh, i'd say she couldn't i would say she couldn't dance too i think we're all going with the same one and whoa she thought that too silly no there's no nobody hates patrick swayze no Whoa! What? She didn't like Patrick Swayze. Oh, come on. <laughs> Patrick Swayze had to personally convince Jennifer Grey to co-star with him in Dirty Dancing because she had a dislike for him so much while filming Red Dawn. <laughs> oh, well. Red Dawn's a great oh. movie. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Who is the only Top Gun actor who didn't vomit while in the fighter jets? John Stockwell, Anthony Edwards, Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer. It's Val Kilmer. I was yeah. going to say that, too. Who's Doc yeah, Holliday? Uh, he's, he's too big of a badass. Yeah. Tom Cruise definitely puked. I'm going to go Tom Cruise. All right. We'll go with the one. Click the one that we doubled. Fuck. Okay. Yep. Damn it. Didn't think so. John Stockwell? No, it. it's Anthony Edwards. He plays Goose. He's the only actor who didn't vomit Goose. well in the fighter jets. God, Man, we're we we're, we're not we we, we're not we started good. off really strong. It was impressive. <laughs> Are we all yeah. tied up now? No, no I think Snake Bitch is losing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In what movie did Sidney Poitier say, they call me Mr. Tibbs? In the Heat of the Night, A Patch of Blue, A Raisin in the Sun, No Way Out. No I, idea. I haven't seen any of these movies. A Raisin in the Sun. <laughs> um, I'm going to go A Heat of the Night. I'm going to go Heat of the Night. Yeah, yeah, baby. Bring it back. <laughs> Heat of the night. I got two. It's your favorite movie, isn't it? 
Never he, saw it. <laughs> in the Heat of the Night is a 1967 film about Vigil Tibbs, a black police detective from Philadelphia, Philadelphia, who becomes involved in a murder investigation in a small racist town in Mississippi. Sounds right. The Wizard of Oz in 1939 was used to s- simulate snow during the puppy scene. Oh, I'm gonna go asbestos. Asbestos. Yep. Asbestos. Coconut flakes, corn flakes, powdered sugar. Asbestos. For sure. I'm gonna go coconut flakes. But I'll click the one that you guys went with. Oh, motherfucker! Really? Yeah. The Back snow then. wasn't only abs- asbestos-laden element of production. The Wicked Witch's <laughs> broom was made of asbestos. <laughs> As, as the scarecrow's <laughs> entire outfit. Holy shit. Yeah. And they're all dead now. Yes. <laughs> and the lion's uh costume was actual fucking lion. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And and uh the original Tin Men, I think the the uh makeup he was wearing caused a severe reaction. It was it was something not good that he had a reaction to. Like lead? Possibly. <laughs> Mercury, lead, something like that. Oh, yeah. They were like, what's the worst thing we can do? Yeah. <laughs> we we have 10 more left. So okay. um, we're all tied up. We're three, three, and three. So um, this is our, our all of our rally rounds. So here we go. Which film earned Stanley Kubrick a Razzie nomination for Worst Director? The Shining, Spartacus, 2001 Space Odyssey, Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. I'm going to say it's either 2001 or Eyes Wide Shut just for the sole purpose that yeah. that Space Odyssey was long and drawn out. You can't out. do two. I'll go with Space Odyssey just since it's different from different, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but since you guys both went with Eyes Wide Shut, we'll click that one. Damn nope. it. So it's got to be oh, Space Odyssey, right? No. Watch it be The Shining. It's no, got to be Spartacus. Whoa, it's The Shining? Although The Shining was now considered one of the greatest horror films ever made, it originally received mixed reviews from critics and audiences alike and was nominated for two Razzies. Yeah, they were off with that one. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely off with that one. Um, What is the lifespan of a replicant in Blade Runner? Uh, I feel like I watched this not too long ago. I I never saw it. Really? So I'm going to go 12 years. It's got to be 16. It's a fucking robot. Um... I'm going to say eight. It's not eight. <laughs> 12 years? Not Damn 12. It. It's not 16. More. It's only four years. It's the only one that we didn't do. As a fail safe, replicants are designed to have a four year lifespan to present from having enough time to develop complex human emotions. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Mm. I would only want my robot to live for four years until I give it an upgrade. You know, it's just kind of like a Mac computer. Yeah. Or no, like an iPhone. Or an iPhone. Yeah. So you got to go buy the new you replica. Go buy the, you have to buy the new model. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of animal attacks Damien's car in The Omen? A hyenas, baboons, lions, or ostriches? I want to say hyenas. Mm. I want to say hyenas. Or, no, ostriches. I'm going to say... I haven't seen The Omen in a long time. I know. I feel like... I'm going to say baboons because I, I, I'm i thinking about like which would be like... What would you throw in there? And baboons would be pretty fucking scary. Hell yeah. It's Damn baboons! It. I finally got one. So who's in the lead? Um, It's me pretty- now. 
because nobody got any of the last two correct. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just me by one. So when Damien's mother takes him to the safari park, his presence terrifies the animals and scene climaxes with a group of baboons attacking the car. Okay, here's a Raiders of the Lost Ark question. Mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, what chases Indy out of the temple of the Chachapoian warriors? It's the boulder. It's the mm-hmm. boulder, right? It's the boulder. Yeah, so Chachapoian warriors, giant rolling boulder, panthers, snakes. There was a, there was a there snakes. snakes. There were snakes. snakes. You would know about the snakes. Yeah, he it's, definitely hates snakes. Yeah. But I don't think they chased him out. Like no, that, I'm gonna go snakes with aren't chasers. Um, I'm gonna go boulder too. We're all boulders. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yay! Correct. That one was a give me. Uh, Andy avoids various traps, the betrayal of his two guides, and a giant rolling boulder that chases him out of the temple, only to find his nemesis, French arch- archaeologist Rene Balak, waiting for him outside with a small army of Javiato's natives. I, I probably butchered that, but and you read <laughs> it better than I would have. Uh, I just I was just at Disneyland and I went on the Indiana Jones ride and it was <laughs> I forgot how good that ride was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever been on it actually. What actor played the school principal in E.T. only to have a scene cut when Spielberg decided that his presence would be too distracting? Was it Harrison Ford, Marlon Brando, Woody Allen? Or Burt Lancaster. Who the fuck is Burt Lancaster? I would guess Harrison Ford for this one because he's the only one that I... I mean, Marlon Brando, obviously, but I think Harrison Ford is one for during E.T. because he was the one that they didn't even want to play Indiana Jones for the sole fact that he was playing Han Solo and he was too big of a star, so maybe that trickled down to E.T. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, I think Harrison Ford. Too. I'm going to go Marlon Brando. Okay, let's see. It, it is indeed Harrison Ford. Um, Harrison Ford played the uh, principal in E.T., but his only scene was cut because Spielberg decided his president would be too distracting. Ford's then-wife, Melissa Matheson, wrote the screenplay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. What movie popularized the phrase, may the force be with you? Come on. E.T. <laughs> e. Star Wars. Uh, I think we all get this one. Um, The Matrix, Star Wars, Star Trek, or E.T.? It's definitely Star Wars. I don't think I need to explain that one even further. I don't want you to hit us with your lightsaber. Yeah. (laughs) You would have been smacked with the lightsaber. In Ghostbusters, what prompts Dr. Peter Vekman to say, well, there's something you don't see every day. Uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, Zool, the Keymaster, or Gozer the Gozerian. Uh, Stay Puff Marshall. Yeah, That's what I was going to go with, too. Yep. Correct. Briefly subdued to the team, Gozer disappears and voice ex- echoes that the Destructor will follow, taking from a chosen by the team. Ray inadvertently recalls a beloved corporate mascot from his childhood, something that could never, ever possibly destroy us. And the Destructor arrives in form of a giant stay-puffed marshmallow man, prompting Dr. Vekman's classic understatement. Okay, a couple more questions left. Um, what is the first rule of Fight Club? Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah. Th- these last few are just give me. Yes. Uh, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. There are no rules. 
You do not talk about Fight Club. Only two guys to a fight. You do do not not talk about about Fight Club. Club. (laughs) Yep, that's it. Um, Question 19. They die. (laughs) Yeah, they die. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. Okay, question 19. What happens to anyone who watches the videotape in the ring? They start seeing dead relatives. They go insane. They die. They can't sleep. Yeah, we all go to die. Man, this went from really hard to really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last question. In Die Hard, how does John McClane signal Officer Powell that something is wrong in the Nakatomi Plaza? He makes a big sign, drops a dead body on his car, blows up the part of the building, flashes the light. Doesn't he drop a dead body on his car? I don't think John McClane drops the dead body on the car. I I think maybe that's something that happens, but I don't think it was to signal. I kind of think it's he's flashing the lights. That's what I was leaning towards, too. Or he blows up a part of the tower, but I don't think... I think blows up the part of the tower is like, you know, Die Hard 2 or 3. I'm going to say Flash is the light also. But I could be wrong. Um, Freddie, what do you think? I think he drops the dead body. You're going flashing the light? Flashlights. Yeah. Damn Ooh. it. Let's see, Freddie, if you're right. Damn Whoa. it. In a desperate bid to attract Powell's attention, McLean throws... Mars's corpse from the 34th floor to the hood of a police car. Okay, let's see. Y'all suck. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's tally them up. Uh Snake Bitch. I think there's more too. You got 8. <sighs> Freddy. You got 13. You got 10. Ooh. And then me? That's a bigger number. Oh shit. What? Seven. No, I also got ten, which means we need to have Mm -hmm. a sudden death question. What movie? This is just for me and you, Freddie. Here we go. Motherfucker. What movie marked the Hollywood film debut of William Shatner? Twilight Zone, the movie. Judgment at Nuremberg. The Brothers. Zeramaz. I thought there was a K in there. Yeah, you you turned that K into a Z for some reason. Are you sure you're not dyslexic, bro? Karamazov? Only a microdose pill. (laughs) You you didn't take yours, so. Yeah, yeah, I got to drive 40 minutes home. (laughs) Star Trek, the motion picture. Star Trek. Uh, Twilight Zone. Ooh. Going into double sudden death. (laughs) What is it, then? Oh. It is Brothers Karamazov in 1958. Jeez, he's old. Okay. The script uh, for what movie was written during shooting breaks on the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, E.T., Poultry Geist, or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? E.T. Uh, I was going to say E.T. also. Um, yep. They already said earlier that... Uh, Harrison Ford's wife at the time wrote it. In 1987, oh, that's right. movie features the Partridge family house being firebombed. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what 1987 movie features the Partridge family house being firebombed? Lethal Weapon, The Untouchables, Superman, or Lost Boys? Uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think Lethal Weapon too. Man, we're on a roll. Okay. Yeah, it's like, is that a real gun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a real gun. When Jackie Chan's foot catches on fire in the in the legend of the drunken master, how does he put it out? I Throws dirt on it, kicks at water that is thrown in the air, pff, blows it out, uses a fire extinguisher. I'm going to go with the dirt. I'm going to go kicks it out because yeah. that sounds badass. Yeah. <laughs> kicks Wait, he water? kicks it out with the water yep. that's thrown in the air. That sounds like something Jackie Chan would do. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> I win. Congratulations, Freddie. <laughs> you got it with kicking the water. <laughs> um, yeah, that went longer than expected, so I guess we will play quote that movie next week. Okay. Um, but that list was brought to you by an amazing clothing company rooted in hip-hop based out of Tucson, Arizona mm-hmm. called Official Clothing. Clothing. And if you just go ahead and go O-H-F-I-S-H-L dot com, it's going to bring you to this wonderful website, and you're going to find some just awesome clothing that you can pick. I personally like their hats. Their hats are mm-hmm. pretty dope. Um, they got... Oh, he's got some pins now, too. Those pins are looking nice. Oh, yeah. It's got some nice enamel pins looking real good. So if you want to go ahead over there, you can get bracelets. You can get hats. All... Just different touches on your, uh, what is this? The Hood Diner hat is sold out? What is that all about? Sold out. You better restock you better, over there, homie. You better cast. hurry up. <laughs> and uh, the best part about Official, uh, you don't need to throw water up in the air. You can smother that foot fire with one of his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead over to their website. Check out their T-shirts. Check out their hats. Get your Get your hat on me. And by on me, I mean 25% off. Because mm-hmm. if you check out and you put 25, if you, if you put hit, Hollywood. If you hit Mikey up, he yeah. will buy you a hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's on me. <laughs> he bought and us all pizza. He's going to buy you guys a hat. That's Wait, right. there's pizza? Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally been right, right next, next to you. <laughs> <laughs> 25% off your first purchase by putting in promo code Hollywood during checkout. Yeah, official clothing. Live by your own rules. Um, we're also part of an inner circle podcast network. Yes, we is. Yes, we is. Uh, wait, I gotta, I gotta. Hold on, let me. There we go. Put some back. Now we can do this. Oh. Yeah. So you know what? If you go ahead over to innercirclepn.com, you find all of our awesome brother shows. Yeah, the plunge. Uh, the, the plunge. The, the real brother them. show. The real brother show is the plunge. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can also find shows like. Shit happens when you party naked. Mm-hmm. Simmons and more. Yeah, Simmons and more podcast. Uh, untrained Down Florida, eye. Down in Florida, there's the untrained eye. There used to be uh, HT Nas, but they're no longer with us. And then if you go to Tucson, Arizona, what else are you gonna find over there? The Hood Diner. The Hood Diner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can check out all those shows on innercirclepn.com. Um, you can also, also check out Creatures exclu- of the Night. Yeah, you can check out Creatures of the Night. You'll check out exclusive shows. Um, we might go tis, ahead. Tis the season for yeah. Creatures of the Night. You should hang out a little bit longer. I was thinking about doing a, a Fuller House with them tonight, just throwing in a surprise. Let's do a Fuller House. A Fuller House? What's that? 
Fuller House? <laughs> you want me to hang out and watch Fuller House? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh it's Fuller House is is the it's the it's the inner circle show that we do with all the heads of uh the he, It's just we all get in together with all the shows and just oh, throw okay. it on the, So if you want to hang out, we can do some <laughs> we can do some uh Fuller House. What time's that? Well, let's, know, let's end the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that first. Um, so yeah, check out all those shows at innercirclepn.com. Snake Bitch, thank you for coming in again. Thank you for lowering your standards and having me again. Oh, yeah. you'll be on a lot more. I told her that on the fourth time on the show that she has to do the intro, and she's like, I'm not coming back. That's not <laughs> happening. She, she also gets a plaque. Oh, I you get also a plaque? get a plaque? Yeah. <laughs> on the fourth time. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get the... Official co-host uh, <laughs> placard. You have been asked back by a few people. My brother, who the host of the plunge, he like loves you. Like every mm. single time, he's like, "When are you gonna have Snake Bitch back on?" Because I really want to hear more. About I like him. He has low standards. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming out. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw him at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost coming up on being on the show as much as Bill has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Bill has at least uh, thirty under his belt. Yeah. He almost came here, but then he got into a car accident today. What? And I guess I don't know. He, he had was, other he shitty things. Yeah. He was. He was not in a good mood. So. Mm. Um, but she brought gifts and shot glasses, and his will be here waiting for him when he comes back. I love Bill's microdose. Yeah. Oh, I didn't leave one for Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave one for him. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, we are Failing Hollywood Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram. On Instagram at Failing Hollywood or on Facebook at Failing Hollywood also. Um, just, you know, we can, you can listen to us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. You want to do something that's you like... You should check us out on the app you're using to listen to us right now. Yeah, and you should leave a comment and or like. Uh, yeah, like it. Subscribe. S- subscribe. And do if you microdose, stuff. you'll giggle a lot more. Oh, that's yeah. completely right. So go ahead and do all that stuff. If you want to be like Freddie's dad and like my wife, who tries to be Freddie's dad sometimes, wait, what? she really wants to be I'm him. Sorry, wait. If you want to be like Freddie's dad and like my wife, <laughs> <laughs> and be like my wife. <laughs> wait, and Jackie wants to be Freddie's dad. She does. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Ja- she... Well, let's let's slow this down. Jackie wants to be <laughs> Freddie's daddy. So so we have a we have a number. Who's your daddy? We have a number. It ain't Jack. It's eight one eight. Nine two eight five three seven nine, and with that number, you can call and leave messages, and we'll play them on the show. You've called that number before. I, rem- I know you have. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Uh, I, I thought I was leaving a voicemail, and then you guys picked, picked up because we were oh, recording. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was uh, knee deep in mimosas and microdosings on nice. that lovely Sunday. It was yep. fantastic. Yep. So uh, we probably we won't answer unless we're recording then we probably will answer and then you'll be on the podcast but yeah. if you just leave a message you will also be on the podcast um so go ahead and do that again that number is 818-928-5379 you can also email us at failing hollywood podcast at gmail.com and yeah i think that's it i'm gonna hope i hit the right button right now and it's number two that's why i always put the intro and outro mm-hmm. right next to each you're other the shit. yeah and that's it so until next week